This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story continues to be the coronavirus and how it is unfolding into the global pandemic. It was eerily predicted to be, even though a lot of the reports of the coronavirus from the very beginning were just that it was pretty much like a normal flu, even kind of a mild flu, that vulnerable populations could get uh, a strain of pneumonia from and then die of pneumonia. So that I'm sticking with that. I think there hasn't been anything that has come to my attention to make me think that's not what's really happening. When I look at the numbers, they're up to 626 deaths, I think, which happens to be uh, one thousandth of the normal annual death toll of the flu, generally speaking, which is like 626,000 annual deaths. So it still seems to be a milder version with an absolutely outsized reaction from top to bottom throughout the world, throughout the systems, dovetails perfectly with what Binkley found, what you found from the World Economic Forum, saying that they were doing a live simulation of such a virus. They started that in October, and this thing started unrolling in November. So I'm convinced of that. There's... They had seven agenda items that they wanted to come out of this live simulation. We, we, we have a WSB show tomorrow, a super short one from 5 to 5.30. But we're going to hit the seven agenda items and the things that are happening now that reflect every last one of them. I noticed one in an article today in the Wall Street Journal. The article was called The Economic Cost of Coronavirus. It says people are curtailing travel and shopping to avoid getting sick. And that offers clues on how to measure the outbreak's financial impact. One of the agenda items was to make businesses more aware and consumers of how a worldwide pandemic can affect their access to goods, to affect their bottom line, to use that information, that personal interest in lobbying and advocating for the policy, the government policies that that these guys want to promote, including stockpile population level quantities of experimental vaccines without liability protection, really crazy stuff. And then another thing that was straight out of the agenda item in the journal today was that China was urging banks to not charge people to give them longer grace periods for late credit card payments, late mortgage payments because people are missing work, and that the government themselves were going to give businesses the tax credits, tax breaks. And and one of the few governments directly involved in this simulation that you told us was the Chinese health minister, was it not? Yes, the equivalent of our the head of our CDC. Yeah, so it's not like every country was involved in this simulation, but China was. So on some in some respects, it looks like China's always on the opposite end of our experiments or whatever, but it looks like they are fully cooperating with this. This is obviously all speculation, but I think with a, a really valid starting point for that. Yeah, and another agenda item that's being hit is – the one about fake news and stopping misinformation, which was a major theme of that simulation. It's really interesting because from what I've gone through of it, what I gather, it was basically like we need to make sure that misinformation doesn't cause mass panic when a pandemic hits. So what are we going to do to control information, to get tech companies and, and to cooperate with us and 
stop, quote, misinformation and promote the right messages, which is exactly – it sounds exactly like what Edward Bernays used to talk about in propagandizing the public by controlling companies using that type of pressure. But I find it interesting because that's definitely happening. There are people being censored by Facebook, by Twitter. Zero Hedge got banned from Twitter for posting something about this, for linking an article that suggested a, quote, debunked conspiracy theory. So if what you, was it? Was it the bioweapon thing, which I consider to be a false conspiracy theory? I think it was the bioweapon thing, yeah. And I find it interesting because the simulation says we need to stop misinformation from spreading, work with the tech companies to stop it, yet misinformation conspiracy theories, yet it's a conspiracy theory now to cite this simulation. So by citing the simulation that says they need to shut up conspiracy theories, you could very well get yourself shut up as a conspiracy theory. That's the essential thing here that comes out, both from that point of view and the fact that there's been many examples in history of health problems that have been mis understood by the medical community or misrepresented, mistreated, exacerbated by bad treatment. So this first, first, and I would say that the official narrative from country to country and their approach is the thing that's creating the panic and that that panic is unjustifiable. They're the ones who are creating the panic and creating the false news. And I think it's just to test these systems out. But anybody like me who says it's not, see, they're also suppressing People who say it's not that big a deal. Right. And it is affecting the public, definitely. I went to the doctor yesterday with my dad. My dad recently had a stroke. I don't think I've told people on air that. He had one shortly before Christmas. My mom already needed full-time care, so it's been busy. That's why we haven't done a lot of deep dives, just to give you guys some insight on that. But I've been going to a yes, lot of you it. Have, it has been heroically impressive that you continue to show up every single day. On time and prepared. And uh, yes, we do miss the propaganda report, but it's been pretty amazing. Well, any escape I can get for a little while. Oh my gosh. Well, that's why the WSB show, we have like a 20 minute WSB show of like totally going. I know. Yeah, <laughs> like They're like, you don't have to do it. We're like, no, we're coming. We'll do it for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way and I don't even have special <laughs> circumstances yeah. right now. So I went to the doctor with my dad yesterday and I was curious if there were going to be people that were wearing masks there. And I'd say about... 35% or so of the people in that waiting room were wearing the, the quote, antivirus mask, which I felt and stupid. And these are I Americans had, yeah. in like a town that isn't like a high population oh, this center is, of yeah, like, this is it's not a port Georgia. This with is not China. anywhere near China. And <laughs> port of LA? No, it wasn't the Naval Hospital no, in San Diego. They, and they hadn't just gotten in from a cruise ship in Taiwan Wuhan, or yeah. Hong Kong or anything mm -hmm. like that. But what I was going to say is I felt really weird because all I had on was a hazmat suit and an empty jug on my head like well, they're doing. <laughs> hazmat suits are in the agenda item. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They want people – they want to not slow down commerce even under pandemic conditions, so they want workers to learn how to use hazmat. Uniforms. Well, they're getting a lot of use out of the hazmat system because – there was a story today about how the antivirus mask, there's a worldwide shortage, according to the World Health Organization. I don't believe there is such a thing as an antivirus I mask. I don't either. What does that mean? It means it's too tight to breathe through. Yeah. Plastic is an antivirus mask. Right. So the surveillance stuff, the mass surveillance is also another agenda type item 
that has, is being hit. And I want to give you a couple of more examples of what they've been doing. We've already talked about the drones that are harassing people. I, We've talked about I have the one chips. more thing on Corona. Oh, this is Corona. Oh, okay, go. Yeah. Is there's a story that I found today that lays out all of the big surveillance that China's rolling out and that tech companies are just thrilled about. They're reaching out to tech companies. They're saying, we need you to get out here and to help us track people. And now tech companies over there are advertising their products as, we will tell you where you've been at all times, at any moment, who was around you. Like So that's like the advertising the companies have been freed up to do now because the Chinese government is calling for them to exercise their big mass surveillance uh, technology. And the story starts off by talking about a guy who came home from a vacation and then he got a knock on his door, and it was the authorities telling him that he needed to be quarantined. He needed to stay in for two weeks because there was some tracking device that tracked his license plate that found out that he had driven through a town, a town that was highly affected, and since he was in that town for a little while, he has to stay in for two weeks. So he stays in for 12 days. He gets bored. He goes out for a little while. He goes like to a nearby lake or something like that. Right after leaving, the authorities and his boss contact him because they have facial recognition detection that's tracking them. But in this facial recognition detection, they've also included technology that can tell whether or not somebody has a fever. And if this technology says that you have a fever, they will round you up and put you in one of these camps that they are rounding people up and putting them in. That's crazy. They, how can they tell if you have they're that? How close? I mean, is it so close? They see the heat signature. I guess some sort That's of pretty thermal sensitive. thing going on. It's crazy. And another system they can identify people who are wearing masks. So it's facial recognition technology that can see through your mask. Wow, really? Oh yeah. my gosh, you know, the U.S. government is working on something that can see through walls. I'm sure they already have it, but it's actually in the mainstream media. Did you see that? Well, I know somebody who, I've known about that technology for a while. Cause I, I, yeah, I think it, there was a, there, yeah. there was a, a um, movie kind of about that. And I remember thinking, oh, well, this is, this is predictive. Yeah. So like, here's another example. If someone gets on a train, they have technology that will retrieve all of the relevant information about the passenger in question, including the train number, the carriage number, and any information on the passengers who were close to the person, such as people sitting within three or four rows of the people. So if you're just sitting in shouting distance from someone who might who might have coughed on a train, you could very well get rounded up in China right now. That is that seems for sure to be a test run. The way Boston Marathon bombing was like a martial law, and Katrina was like to disarm people. Yeah, and even if it's a real crisis, they they I I believe they have their agenda items ready to roll, and they actually know what it is they're gonna roll it out on. Oh, if there's a health scare, we do this. If there's a this, we do that. I think they create the scares, but yeah. even if they didn't, well, they were making a vaccine. I don't know how long they've been working on the vaccine for, but the way that they're making the vaccine is they're de- trying to develop the coronavirus, this strand, in a lab. I, I, I think almost no viruses are actually deadly. Very few viruses. Are, bacteria are super, super deadly. You really do not need to get – most of the vaccines your kids are getting are not for deadly illnesses like smallpox. So, and I think if you're prone to pneumonia, you're probably going to get it from anything flying around, whether it's a coronavirus or something else. I, my guess is the the rate of pneumonia deaths isn't even up. 
like these deaths. So, oh, that's why, can I say about the doctor? Oh, yeah. Okay. Dr. Lee, L-I, young guy, 34 years old, I think it said he was. So that's very young for a doctor. He had originally sounded the alarm about this new strain of coronavirus. I don't know how he would know it was a new strain. You know, whatever. I'm sure he does, but because it's a fairly mild infection anyway. So like a regular coronavirus, this coronavirus, I don't know why he'd even bother caring, but he's whatever. I guess he's saying it's virulent. I don't know. So he sounded the alarm. He told all his like former classmates about it through social media. And then the Chinese police, this is in China, came and took him away. Then I guess he returned to work and contracted the illness and now has died. And they're saying like, isn't it curious that the government was mad at him and now he's dead and the hospital insists that they did everything they could to save him. So all that is a bunch of like conspiracy theories wrapped up into one. I do not believe that this young doctor died of a mild flu. He looks so healthy. Yeah. But a funny thing is that all the pictures of him, like the memoriam pictures, like with the flowers and the candles and everything, are him with his surgical mask on. I was going to say, I was wondering. And, the, and even when they show him in the hospital, he has an oxygen mask on. So, like, I don't, I, my guess is that guy, he just doesn't even, I mean, I, I, he might not even exist. Off of that death, there's been apparently some outrage among the citizens because they're upset that he was silenced in the way that yeah. he was treated, which I think just gives the Chinese government another reason to clamp down harder. Because if they're going to have people that are unruly, they're already rounding people up going door to door. If you've even been around someone who had the disease, you're getting quarantined and, and like the equivalent do you, of a how, camp. How much do you think what you're looking at there is – Real, like, where are you? How are you? I don't know. Qualifying, yeah. Is, is, is this stuff in like mainstream media or what? Yeah, some of it's in mainstream media, and most of it's mainstream I mean, are the media. Chinese but it's coming from it? there's a yeah, there's videos of people in China. There's videos of the city. Again, right. I don't know. So if at least are, it feels like it's coming out of China. It's like a ghost town. It's not just yeah. Washington Post making. Yes, it up. it's it's allegedly coming out of right. China, but I don't know what's true and what's not from what's yeah, coming yeah, out of China. Yeah, yeah, got it. No, I, I just like, was yeah. trying to understand like what depth that... So I tend to believe stuff like that is, is true as far as it goes, you know, like that's really happening if yeah. it's coming out of the place and you're looking at videos that don't look fake when it's just like some guy... Like if John Bolton testified to it, I wouldn't believe that at all. I would just assume that it get it may be yeah. true, may not be true, but that's not <laughs> what's coming out. You know what I mean? Just like information agents here don't do anything for me, but it's a little, it's a level, another layer of somewhat authenticity to me if it's coming out of there. Yeah, I'm. I'm and sure certainly, that- if the Chinese government is admitting it, then I'll say, okay, what's their agenda, not what's our agenda? Yeah, this is a weird story. We're not being told the truth about it, and anybody who says something that's not part of the main story, the main narrative, gets silenced. I searched. Well, what did I search? I searched coronavirus genetically engineered in Google, and I did the search range for the last 24 hours, and. You can try this. Listeners, try this and see if it's the same for you. Every search that was returned, and I mean every single one of them. I was on my phone. You know how you scroll on your phone and they keep showing you new searches as you get to the bottom? Every single one of them was the same headline, and the headline was something like 
It was about the vaccine, how they're rushing to make the vaccine, but they might not make it in time. So you search for genetically engineered and you get sent nothing but different publications, different news websites giving the identical headline about vaccines. Very odd. And and what does it say? Rushing to get vaccines? It's talking about how they're rushing to make the vaccine and get it ready, but Mm -hmm. they might not get it in time. Oh, well, that is 100% one of the agenda items Mm -hmm. that it said that we need to stockpile. It calls it a virtual stockpile. I do not know what that means. Yeah. Virtual stockpile. I have to investigate that a little bit. But that is the agenda item is to have virtual stockpiles of the vaccines, including experimental vaccines that are available everywhere. And get shifted from border across borders based on where the need is. Yeah. So that kind of thing is they they want it to feel like they're you're ready to rush. I think is that the the you can pivot on a moment if you have high capacity for vaccine just to kind of plug in what the vaccine is, but that the distribution, manufacturing, everything is kind of always ready for a crisis. Well, you know, if you're already trying to develop a vaccine for this, if you're already trying to create this disease, then what's the best way to expedite the process of getting that vaccine made is to have a competition among every all of these doctors and all these businesses to make it as quickly as possible. Why not spread that disease out there so we can make that vaccine and expedite it? Just as I saw that particular when I was discovering these agenda items was yesterday, I think there was a front page article on the B section of the Wall Street Journal about how Merck, big pharmaceutical company, is divesting six and a half billion dollars worth of legacy drugs of like off patent drugs, stuff that's just cash cow stuff that just is like their bread and butter. It it pays for everything. And so it's a little bit controversial. They're pushing that aside to make way for cutting-edge drugs, including vaccines, new experimental stuff. So I, I believe that typical World Economic Forum, this whole agenda is a combination of policy goals like systems, like surveillance, like control, and also cronyism, like getting the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, they are they just live on vaccines because a healthy population doesn't need that much medicine. You can give them cancer or you don't even have to. If you're just giving them vaccines, everyone will take it. I mean, I'm telling you, I went to the, I, I don't know anyone healthier than I am. My house, my kids actually have the flu right now. My other son had, I'm Stay away the from healthiest. I'm t- I don't even care. <laughs> because I'm so healthy, whatever, you know, maybe this is the opportunity for someone to make me eat my words, but I'm very healthy. I've, I get sick, but I fight it. I went to the doctor just like for a well check. Like I had a stomach ache two months ago and I finally got this one. I said, I'll keep the appointment just so I have a relationship. I don't even have a doctor. And I told you, she wanted me to get the whooping cough and two shingles vaccines. I mean, I'm not even old enough to get a shingles vaccine. She's like, I think they're changing the laws that like your insurance company will pay for it. And then I talked to those voluntary vixens chicks and they were just like, you would never get a shingle. You know, like you're completely not at high risk for that stuff. They're nurses, right? Yes, they're nurses. So, uh, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, she's simply pushing vaccines on me. Like, that's it. And I thought, why would you want to slice my veins open and put pathogenic foreign DNA in my body when I'm healthy? Like, I get how vaccines work, but viruses are have are actually pretty mild for the most part. You know, you make a great point. The people, the organizations benefiting the most right now are the people making vaccines and it's the big tech companies in china they were given the open they said 
go ahead. We need your surveillance technology. And they were happily promoting, we'll follow you everywhere you go. We'll tell you every second of your life. I mean, this is a, this has become a, a feature because the public, at least according to what I've been reading, again, I don't know how true it is, the public's accepting it out of this fear. Yes, and, yeah. yes. And, and if you – it increases the pressure on anti-vaxxers. Just shut up because now this shit is real. Yeah. I think I read 65 million people died of this. So we have just got to, you know, and that's what the simulation, like, so their headlines saying the simulation resulted in 65 million deaths. But the companies that were on the forefront of like freaking out were Google, Facebook, and Starbucks. Like those were the big globalist corporations in China, first movers on like, shut everything down, shut it down, get out, get out, you know, so... They're definitely part of this. And China is modeling what everybody else is going to follow. So we've already started quarantining people over here. There's people on a cruise yeah. ship off of New Jersey who they aren't some, – some were infected allegedly, but the others are having to wait also. And, they're and China is also – the place because they don't have as many protections. So they are spearheading, experimenting, test running, rolling out this total surveillance state, the way Russia used to do the psych experiments on people, which we had already not allowed. Yeah. And then, and like on music, how it affects like a childhood development and stuff like that. And then what's the, what's the harm in piggybacking off of, what's already been done you know the research has already been done so like they they have it all kind of turnkey ready for us because we can't we have kind of protections against that kind of thing yeah bill gates and his wife just announced a huge like 10 million dollar fund or something that they're going to be using (sighs) to help stop this thing this thing which they were involved in the simulation of right right and and like never forget bill gates cited vaccines as a way to control the population so so he I'm did assuming, say that at one point oh yeah that was in his ted talk absolutely uh-huh. i've seen it a thousand times people like he just means that if people are healthy and not poor they don't have as many children and then the population i'm like really or he puts birth control in them which was discovered in south america and uh and there's a patent on corn that they wanted to sell in mexico that makes men sterile it's called epicyte e-p-i-c-y-t-e look it up epicyte it's a real thing there's patent on it yeah they're doing it they do that he was also involved with creating this test to try and and this is a quote this is a gene editing test there was a battle between scientists and the united nations that bill gates was involved in because bill gates didn't want to be regulated or by the un or something like that he wanted to do a, a test run of this gene editing technology where you gene edit a mosquito oh yeah that's terrible the quote is to get rid of invasive species we want to see how this gene editing works with mosquitoes with malaria so they changed the genetic you know being of this mosquito and they let it out and then it failed and actually created mutant mosquitoes that are harder to kill but yeah you told me that and i think in california they have a mosquito problem now and that i remember reading a couple of years ago they released 20 million mosquitoes for that purpose like sterile mosquitoes that would pass on their sterile status like something hard to understand because how could it be sterile and pass on sterile or like its offspring would be sterile and i thought how could that possibly go wrong and i've heard that the mosquitoes are just there now yeah but uh, as far as the surveillance thing, I have a little bit off topic on something that I saw. It really made me mad. It's one liner here. 
that Elon Musk is coming under fire. Of course, he's just the face of this stuff. He's not like the guy, like he's a an agent, in my opinion, a face job, whatever. And I think that's true for basically all the big tech, the big tech 10 billionaires. He So he's coming under fire because he wants to bring high-speed internet to the entire world. And unfortunately, that'll mean... Uh, what they didn't realize when they started launching the satellites, and there will be thousands of them, if not tens of thousands of them, is that they're highly reflective, so they're brighter than the stars. So you're the sky, the night sky, so you know how much it pisses me off that they pollute the skies, right? That I look up to see the face of God in in the sunset and in the clouds, and now I can't do that anymore. And now you look up to see the face of God in the stars, and it's Elon Musk's ha-ha whomever's satellite. How do we know that the stars aren't drones then? Well, I think that you can, the sad part is that you can actually tell the difference. If you couldn't tell the difference, I'm not, well, I don't even want that. I don't want 10,000 extra weird things. That's but, what yeah, it's going to be like. Drone, yeah, I'm sure my guess is, you know, they might, they might be, they'll probably put their effort into making the drones look like stars, but they're so <laughs> low. They have to have the lights on them. The yeah. drones are in our airspace. I see drones all the time. All yeah, I see the them too. And now I see they're low, like the ones they're that are taking low. pictures for my screensaver. Yeah. Like my screen, that's it. That's what it is. Like who's in control of this thing? There's another story. Speaking of surveillance, Google has a program that people download notes and other messages and videos on to save space, and you can go and you can click to download these videos. Well, one of the head guys at uh, at not I was about to say CNN at Google, which CNN Google whatever one and the same almost was on CNBC the other day, and he made an announcement to users of this program, this Google program, he said that if you attempted to download your video, it might have gone to somebody else. So people downloaded private videos to save it under this program, and then when you go to the cloud to download the video for yourself to look at it, it was sending people other people's videos, kind of like Alexa did. I think it was Alexa. It was either Alexa or Google Home that did something similar. On Valentine's Day last year? Yeah. So you're getting other people's private videos, I've never really trusted the cloud. But before we run out of time, I think we need to talk about this Biden investigation. Oh, yes, Iowa, which is still undecided because yes. of technical reasons. It's a virtual tie. But one thing that's pretty clear is that Biden just missed the lower threshold to get any delegates at all. So Biden has zero delegates coming out of Ohio, oh, Iowa. And I don't really remember hearing a lot about that. And at the same time, Vindman is is exiting the, the National Security Council at the White House and he's just going back to the military. And I feel like these guys, they've done their job. They're like bowing out. They're they're like finished this this operation is over. Exit stage left. However, there is a tale, and maybe this is I, – I, I don't believe – I actually, the more I learn about Senate, Congress, all this stuff, the more I um, – you know, in, you, you kind of listen to what insiders say. It's all 
quid pro quo. I can't believe Blagojevich is still in jail. I mean, it's crazy. That was just political persecution. It's all quid pro quo. The investigations are all about who are they serving. It's never, in my opinion, it's really never about justice. You look at Operation Fast and Furious, you look at Benghazi, these things, they were made a big, big scene about the trial. It's all about the scene. It's all about the scene. It's never about justice. It's never about controlling the problem. Never, 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 never. And these, nobody really ever gets punished, guilty parties, nothing. So I have no hope for this whatsoever, except for perhaps some good information, some limited hangout stuff. The Senate is asking the Department of Justice and FBI and stuff for information, for documentation about Joe Biden, about Hunter Biden, about Chris Hines, who was uh, John Kerry's stepson, and Rosemont Seneca Capital, which is with the Whitey Bulger's nephew and Devin Archer, and their involvement in deals in China as well as Ukraine that might have happened under the umbrella of the influence of Kerry and Biden, who were on the scene in China and Ukraine, and that they also have this, I guess, Rosemont Seneca, their financial company, had something to do with a very large deal that had to get special congressional approval of putting anti-vibration technology of ours that's used for military applications in the hands of China. It was like the largest kind of automotive or mechanical transfer of a business to China. And it came, it got approved under the Obama administration. Rosemont Seneca had a piece of that deal. And they're looking into this stuff. They're looking into whether the travel, Secret Service, all that stuff was protecting Hunter Biden. I mean, there's a picture of Hunter Biden getting off Air Force Two the day that deal was made in China with his father. So there is a lot there. I figure it's there's a better chance that this is being used to bury it than it is to expose it. But I think if we pay attention, we might get some more details than we've gotten before on this. So it might not be over. And of course, it might backfire with some Groundhog Day. But I don't know. Yeah, might be a little bit of Groundhog Day. One more quick story I've been wanting to get in this week. There is a new bartender in a district in Japan, and this bartender is a robot. They're testing a new robot bartender because it's been difficult for them to staff some of these pubs. They can have people drinking in there, but they have a difficult time staffing because of their aging population, according to this article. So it's like a old industrial robot. Not old, but it's an industrial robot, so it doesn't look like a person. It's got a big arm. It pours a beer 40 seconds it takes to pour a beer. It takes a minute to make a cocktail. And when you go to order the drink, there's a, a like an iPad or something attached to it that has a smiling face on it that will ask you about the weather and it will conversate with you, which I imagine people don't really start talking to that until there are a few drinks in. And then they start <laughs> saying, shut the fuck up. You're a computer. And the interesting thing about it is that it senses – there's a, a feature on it that scans people's faces and senses their expressions to try and anticipate drink orders and whatnot. So another example of this technology trying oh, to read AI into humans. Yeah. And the robot was quoted as saying it's a good gig, but he's tired of being hassled by all these old drunk men. <laughs> Broked. <laughs> Of course, of course, when this thing fights back, it impales people in the wall. So Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's probably safe. That's well, funny. Well, I mean, AI would be, would be a good way to test out AI. 
Yes, it would. Oh my gosh! You know, I'll have to save that for next week. There, there's there's a lot of AI, a lot of AI technology being rolled out for the coronavirus in China. They're they're boasting about it. They're boasting about the technology that's like surveilling people over there. Oh my gosh! Hey, I think uh, this would be a good time to tell people how they can contribute, especially since you've been making monumental efforts on our behalf, Binkley. So, how can if people want to support the show? I guess subscribe. Subscribe. Share the show, and they can yeah. also contribute. What are the ways to do that? Get people to listen. Help us Help us grow our audience. That, that's, that's number hugely one. That's important for yeah. us. And if you want to help financially, I'm doing the show on my knees right now, and I'm <laughs> yes, awkward and because com- yeah, it's a of technical difficulties when we started <laughs> yes. the show. So also greatly, greatly He needs a new computer. Yeah. <laughs> Propreport.com, there are links to Patreon, to PayPal, and to the way, those are the ways that you can donate to us financially. And you can subscribe at any of the subscription links that you can send to your friends. You can leave a quote on Yes, iTunes. we're going to start reading the positive. We have so many positive comments, and so uh, we're going to start reading them on WSB to try to get a little crossover crowd, try to win over some misguided neoconservatives into the libertarian light. There you go. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you guys on Monday or tomorrow on WSB if you're listening. 5 to 5.30. Five. You might miss I it. I thought it was 5.07 to 5.27. It is 5.07 to 5.27. <laughs> I should get hazard pay. Carve out 20 minutes tomorrow, guys. Yes. We'll talk to you at 5.07 tomorrow. <laughs>